Hey, everybody, it's John, and thanks to everybody who helps us out every week by going to patreon.com slash steal this beer and throwing a couple of bucks our way so that we can mail beers to our guests and have some fun conversations resulting from that. So uh, if you're not already, go check it out. It's patreon.com slash steal this beer. Uh, as Cass says, a little bit goes a long way, and we appreciate the support. Now, here come the sirens. Steal This Beer, a candid weekly discussion about beer, over beer, by a couple of guys that think about beer way too much. All right. Hey, y'all. It's five o'clock on Monday and we are stealing memes. I am Augie Carton. Uh, hi, Augie Carton. I'm John Hall, and I'm oh, okay. Good. I was I was getting a a video view of our guest today, our accomplice, and then uh, he wisened up and turned it off. Turned his video off, so we'll have high quality audio. That's that. Quality. That's the rumor. Have we ever actually solved for that? I think that's only if you have a pretty crappy connection. You can say bandwidth yeah, well, turning off your video, but okay. But the problem so is, Augie always has a crappy connection, so that's fine. That's the thing. That's yeah. the thing. I'm. I am right. definitely. He lives off the grid. My my on, AOL on state run land is always on its last twelve minutes. <laughs> right. Yeah. The amount of times that the show has been interrupted when your mom has picked up the phone to call. Right. <laughs> <Screech>! <laughs> mom, I'm doing a podcast. All right. <laughs> Come on, mom. Fuck. Podcasting down here. I heard a very funny on uh, one of my podcasts I still listen to. I heard a very funny um, all millennial podcast is one person saying something and another person saying, holy fuck, for an hour. And I, was, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, right. we, we got to give that role to Justin Kennedy. He's our holy fuck guy. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, so let's get on to it. Hi, hi, Scott Wells. So, so somehow Kennedy fucked up guests, and you were the pinch hitter chosen by John Hall a week ago to be like, let's just get Wells on. It's been a while; it'll be fun. And, and it turned out to be timely. And then in the ensuing, hey man, week, I did it. Up. I did it from a place of love. All right. And then in the ensuing week, the New Jersey ABC has basically. Well, we'll get into it because I'm not even sure what I think they well, did. I mean, we should preamble that that Hall's pretty lucky because the original game plan going into the call, if we didn't have anything else to talk about, because I have no interest in talking about beer ever, was just making fun of Hall for a solid hour. As right. we normally there, do when, when we're all together. So there was actually well, there's so, uh, so first of all first of all, hurtful. Uh, <laughs> se- second of all, uh, thanks for coming on. We're out of time. Get out of show. <laughs> Coincidentally, John Hall, coincidentally, um, I had dinner. I had dinner with Scott Wells and some other friends Tuesday or Wednesday this week. And one of his other things was pitched that I just didn't call in at all. And he and Scott was going to do me and just run over everything you said with all the things for an hour. And and I was fully behind that idea. But then here's the thing that I don't understand. I like Scott a lot. 
and and uh-huh. and 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 I and I think of him as as like a, a, a solid acquaintance. I don't know if we're friends, but okay. I think of him as a solid acquaintance. Uh, I don't think I've ever said anything mean about him. And this is this this is now very hurtful yeah. on, I mean, on the fourth of July of all weekends. Now. You know, <laughs> on a sacred holiday was. weekend to find out that a guy that like I'm kind of fond of and that right. I would say nice things about. Uh, is talking shit about me. That's uh, oh, or trying to trying to trying to hurt my feelings. It's just while he's leaving out the best part of the story, the dinner that we had together just a few days ago was like two blocks from your house. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I drove past sense. your house to get there. <laughs> where, where where did you guys go? Uh, it's called yeah. Torino. Fuck you guys. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, I wasn't home, but like the way this week. But also, if I was, I'd be finding out about this after the fact. And it's just it's just hurtful. Guys. It's like it's, it's like our recordings. Mean. It's like our recordings. But it's just me comes out. <laughs> wow. Really Kennedy cast. Did you guys have fun at dinner? Oh, yeah. It was, yeah, awesome. it, was, it was awesome. One of the best meals I've had in Jersey in a long time. <laughs> there, there were right, parms fine. consumed. That's all. Well, thanks, thanks for nothing. That's right. <laughs> um, but anyway, what's funny is at this dinner, Scott. So, so I, I think everybody who pays attention to the show knows that I don't pay attention to much. But at the dinner were a bunch of brewers. It was all people brewing or brewery related. Um, a meter was there, but um. But they said, well, the ruling's going to come out on Thursday, blah, 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 blah. And I said, what the fuck are y'all talking about? And Scott said, read those emails. And I said, can't read. And we left it at that. Um, but so all of a sudden, Scott's visit is topical and on point because Scott is somebody who pays attention and works within the craft brewing of new jersey guilds to improve the situation for all brewers including you in both guilds um, scott no i'm no. the only person in both guilds i'm the only person who is guild and association all right so we've um, talked about that before but there are two guilds in the state all right so, so there's one guild and one association yeah i'm just establishing yes right so anyway 2019 well 2018 a Group of interpretations, Scott. You should probably take this over at some point. Yeah, I was going to say, Scott. This is. I actually want to hear Augie's rendition of it just to see how bad it is. So, so my favorite (laughs) podcast, Scott. My favorite podcast right now is called Maintenance Phase Slash. Um, you were wrong about, but what it is, they take some topical zeitgeist moment thing where one person learns everything about a topic, like Stranger Danger or Son of Sam or The Princess Died Death, and the other person says what they think they know about it and then the other person gives them the truth of what was going on it's usually moral panic oh, can, can we please play but this i game feel right like now. you and i can play this game right now really well so here's what i think i know about these rulings I, I, I buzzer. Hold yeah, on, no, no, no. some sort of sound bite if you really want to nail the discourse you go well and then you tell truth <laughs> But here's what I think I know. 2011, I open, and you're not allowed to sell more than two six-packs worth of beer, effectively two growlers. You can't charge for tastings in the tasting room. Tastings are only associated with, um, with 
tours as a marketing thing and all your beer has to be sold at restaurants or stores. 2012, those laws are softened to be somewhat more reasonable, although not necessarily reasonable. And the important parts are you can now sell a keg of beer at your brewery to a customer instead of a growler. And you can give them actual glasses of beer to drink and charge for them. And then a couple other things. And then the Restaurant Association, who is the... So there's a strange wrinkle here. It's a restaurant restaurant and tavern association, right? But but here's what I'm saying. There's only 6,800 liquor licenses in New Jersey, and there's something like 30,000 members of this. So even within the Restaurant Association, this lobbying to protect these 6,000 liquor license holders is at the detriment of the other 24,000 members of this association because every pizza place who wishes they could sell a Peroni needs the same million dollar license in New Jersey you need to sell $500 bottles of vodka in Atlantic City. So there's all this written to it, but that group gets up in arms because they feel that the fact that there's a TV in my tasting room with the Giants game on, mostly for my staff to watch when no one's in the tasting room, is cutting into the long-established, mandated monopoly business of a liquor license to be the only place to drink and watch sports in New Jersey. So they asked for these interpretations and guidelines of these rules, and under Jersey's policies, basically whatever the ABC decides these rules mean is what these rules mean. Nothing is in the law, and it's not a situation where it's like, okay, the law says we can do this, we can do this. They say no. The law says you can do this, but we say you can't, so you can't. So this becomes a big issue. One of the the ABC director at the time. So far, I'm okay, Scott. What? So far, I'm just dropping tins of saltines over there. No, that was me. I threw my phone in a sink. Um, I'm actually drinking beer one as we talk, and I'm liking it so much that I'm I'm fine with this as a habit. But hold on. So let me get through my story, and then after (laughs) beer one, Scott will tell the truth. But anyway, so so then. We get these interpretations. There's this huge reaction to the interpretations. Everybody goes insane. The governor steps in and says, don't do anything. Let's re-talk about all this. The director of the ABC has changed. This person comes out with a new set of guidelines, which are essentially exactly the same set of guidelines that had been suggested by the last guy. So I don't know what the change was for. Then COVID happens and the dumber things like you must take a tour to taste a beer goes away because you don't want face-to-face contact with people for the tastings. And then as of this week on Wednesday, when the New Jersey Senate who can change things are on their summer break as of Wednesday, the ABC is like, oh, by the way, all the rules are in place. Everything's enforced. And as of tomorrow, if you don't have the entire necessary staff to give tours, we will start finding you. And all the dumber rules are absolutely codified. And it's not you need a permit. It's you need our approval for a permit. And all these layers of things have gotten draconian in the interpretation on the most important weekend of the most important summer, if you're in the hospitality industry that was crippled by COVID for the last two years, if you're a Jersey brewery, this is the weekend that matters for whether you're bankrupt from COVID or not. And the ABC came in and said, nothing's the way it was on Monday. That's how I see what's going on here. So first of all, busy weekend. Thanks to you two for being here and not at your tasting rooms like you should be. 
Yeah. It's only noon, dude. My taste um, doesn't get going until three o'clock or rain on Sandy Hook. Yeah. Let, 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 me, let me try to clean up Augie's mess real quick. Okay. Thank so, you, buddy. Thank you. That's oof, why we invited right. you. The, the, the important piece here that the, the two big things that everyone seems to gloss over pretty frequently, the 2012 change to statute that allowed our tasting rooms to actually welcome and serve customers, sell more than the two six packs of beer to go, like Augie had mentioned. Um, in that, that statute, it does say that you need to do that in conjunction with a tour. Right. And also in the same statute does say to not have or operate a restaurant or make food available on the licensed premises. So those are two obviously large things that we've wanted to deal with for the past decade. And just for lack of progress have often been sidetracked by these other things. So of the new conditions that were imposed this week, it's very difficult to point a finger at the ABC and say, what the fuck? Because they are obligated to enforce those as they are codified law. So they took that. And in 2018, as Augie mentioned, they wanted to create ground rules for the breweries, which they said at the time was to strike competitive balance within the industry. And, you know, most people that are within the industry don't understand why basically the industry's cops are somehow responsible to create competitive balance as opposed to just enforcing the laws as they are. Um, but as Augie had mentioned, their original attempt to do so in 2018 um, went so poorly that it did spawn the fracture of the state's craft beer lobbying arm yes. into two separate guilds and also ended with the termination of employment of the then director of the ABC. So there was, you know, a lot of fallout from that. And as Augie mentioned, the governor kind of got involved and said, you know, we got to fix this. We got to fix this. We got to fix this. And a new director was put in place and uh, roughly a later, new director of the ABC. Correct. Yes. A new director okay. of the ABC was put in place. And roughly a year later, we were handed kind of a cleaned up, revised version of those same rules that didn't really veer very far off from the 2018 version um, but just cleaned up some of the language and cleaned up some of the inconsistencies and ambiguities, but really didn't back off the bulk of it. But okay. there's always been questions in place such as, well, why can a brewery have a TV? The 2012 law never said they could have a TV. And most people will look at that from a political or legal lens of saying, well, the law doesn't say they can't have a TV, so why can't they? And that, that's kind of how we ended up here. So, uh, yes. All right. That seems like a good wait, point wait, wait, to John, do beer before one. You ask a, Hang on. Before you no, no, no. I want to do beer one. I first. just want to make sure Scott thinks he's to today because today was a pretty, yeah, I mean, this week was like, Scott, you knew this was coming when I had dinner with you Wednesday, but when did you find out that as of so, Thursday, uh, okay, then, is I'm going to jump ahead. It really of... hurts my feelings that you keep bringing up this dinner. It was really good. <laughs> It was lovely. Delicious. No, it's a, it's lovely. a great restaurant. Lovely. Lovely. Fantastic restaurant. We had a good time. Hey, I know um, a couple of people there if you want me to put your name in. Yeah, I, I don't know that we're going to be able to get him a table. Yeah. Um, I, so, I do fine on my own, fellas. Hall, not Hall anymore, you party don't. One. Hall not Party anymore, One you is don't. spoken frequently, okay? <laughs> I know how to do it. It's fine. I don't need any of you fucks. <laughs> All right. Wells, back to you. 
I completely lost where I was going with it. Um, so you were talking. So, I was so, talking about okay. So what happened this week? Because it's not. It, to me, it doesn't okay, even feel okay, like so it's that's just. A question. We're enforcing and those. I need policies. to correct something else it's that like you said. Draconian. Where, where you said that there was a change to the 2019 rules, there wasn't. And I, I've I've come up against this and talking to several other people in the industry and several other brewery owners or people that are you know, frequenting a lot of breweries and hear different things from throughout the industry. And there, there is this misconception that the May 2019 special ruling, those rules went away during COVID. That did not happen. There was no point where they said the rules got shut off. They did say that we didn't have to do the tour, which was right. statutory. And that is in one of Murphy's executive orders. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Safety reasons. But the rest of that document never got turned off. Right. But, but so what I'm saying is the interpretation of that rule well, was on, released. Let me, let me, but hold on. No, no, no. Get, we will. But hold on. Let me point. This Scott, out fight for when, it. When I talk about this, when I talk about this, that's all I'm talking about, because at least as far as Carton set up, and I imagine it's kind of the same for everybody. If we're giving tours, we need staff on to give the tours correct right there's, there's like a, a three there's a three body defense for the there's a three body defense for the tasting room on a normal flow day and if we're doing tours those days it's six bodies okay, so to also, find out I, I as of wednesday but wait but to find out as of wednesday that on thursday you need that much staff in place that knows how to give a tour and trained with no like, all right, guys, it's coming back at this but, point. But that's not accurate because okay. while right. we so back with the executive order last year towards what, what felt like the end of the pandemic, the original feeling of the end of the pandemic, which clearly hasn't actually ended. Um, the ABC did go out and start visiting breweries and they were handing out the May 2019 document saying, you need to follow this. These are the rules. These are the rules. These are the rules. I believe the intention at the time was to visit all then 130 plus breweries in the state that clearly didn't happen but we kind of hit a roadblock with that because as they were out there trying to educate the brewery owners that the special ruling was still in effect and they had to follow those rules there were five aspects of that document that were currently superseded by executive order right so it created more confusion and now let's go to the tour aspect what is a tour it seems that the industry doesn't have a solid answer to it. And the director of the ABC has said to me directly in, in conference calls with him what he believes to be a tour. But there have been ABC enforcement officials that have gone out to breweries that have directly contradicted his version of a tour. Right. So there are many brewery owners in the state that think a, a, a video tour on television, a coaster, a sign at the register, that those all qualify as a tour without there being a material interaction whereas the director requires there to be a material interaction with an employee of the brewery. And that doesn't mean an extensive walk through the facility, but something to meet the minimum requirement. And to his credit, which I will give him right now, the 2018 document in the law prior to that required you to offer every customer a tour every single day. With the 2019 cleanup, one of the biggest changes was we were only required to, offer, to, to require a customer to take a tour once per calendar year, provided we are recording that yeah. and could prove that they took right. their tour. That's year. why my right. name is in my name and phone numbers are in a lot of notebooks in breweries exactly. across the state. So yeah. there has been some consideration on I mean, there's other reasons too, but yeah. <laughs> it's there's your photo in the kitchen you're, that's threatening. Your, your number's <laughs> definitely on the wall in many bathrooms, John. Um, 
I'm, I'm supposed to be cracking during number one while I'm, I'm talking and saying you should yeah, have been you drinking be, this all along. Augie, what brings us together? Like I am. What brings us together on Steal This Beer is a candid conversation of beer primarily, and I guess a candid conversation of beer legislation today. Apologies Um, to the other 49 states that are not New Jersey and all of the listeners that have already tuned out because this is a really good beer. They don't want to end up here. Yeah, no, they they definitely don't want they, this is I think this matters to everybody as it's happening here right now. Um anyway, so what to so filter to, to this week, faci- wait, hold on, hold, no, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Scott. To facilitate that conversation, we drink blind. Uh Kennedy mailed us all beers. I know that Scott has it, I know that John has it, I know I have it, and I assume Cass and has Cass it. And, and Cass on the internet has it. Cass does not have it. Sorry, Cass. Then you're very confusing. Anyway, um, so we got we a text. And but he knows drinking... what they are. He knows what they are. That's... Okay. Oh, I got you. So doesn't matter. Anyway, um, I no, love I, you I'm told me not to we go to Twitter if I wanted to be surprised. Yeah. Right. And I've because never Cass has already ever. put it out on our Twitter. Apparently, <laughs> because he the we didn't know I sent it to him earlier. That's why. I get it. I've just right, never fine. gone to Twitter. Okay. Anyway, so I am drinking. I think this one can be kept pretty simple because I think it's the perfect beer for what we're doing. It's a light little dry hoppy IPA with a little bit of, you know, little bit of that peroxide spritz. I like if it wasn't in a, you know, it could be a 12 ounce can of boat, I guess, if we sent any near Brooklyn, but it tastes like a fun little fruitier session, if you will. Right. Like, right. Just tastes like it tastes like boat without any bitterness. I'm glad you could bring it back to uh, to to boat. Um, thank you for that. Um, I mean, he made it 20 whole minutes first, though. So I'm, yeah, I'm actually all, all beers in my head start as is it boat, and the, then <laughs> and then goes from somewhere else. Weird diagram in your head all the time. Um, the thing that I like about this particular one is everything that you said. Um, you know, light little pale ale kind of thing, um, but the hops on it are a little fruity, a little tropical, and then I was getting like that coconut cedar thing that comes off of some of the newer age hops where there's like a little bit of like a woodiness to it and coconut shell, but just very, very, very like faint in the background, but enough where, and this finish is really dry too, which I mean, my can is empty. Um, Yeah. That's the thing. That whole conversation, I was just sipping on it. It's a good sipper. And I like that. It's, it feels, it feels like it could be, I mean, it's probably four and a half, maybe 4.8%, but it feels like it could be three, five, four. Yeah. I mean, I'd love like, for this you know to just mean? be like a solid five, but just. I'd love know. it if it was a solid three and a half. Then I'd be like, this is the this beer. No, because the thing is, it's a little, the body for me is just a little thin on it. So I want a little bit of that alcohol boost. Like this is one of those beers where refreshing, yes, but I also want the beer effects. Yeah, that's just I get that. I know. Uh, Mr. Wells, Mr. Wells, what do you got on this sweet, sweet beer? You definitely hate because it's, uh, it's, it's, it's hoppy. I mean, it's it's good. It's refreshing. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking it. You work at a brewery, right? <laughs> I work upstairs. I don't, I don't know what the fuck they do downstairs. <laughs> The, the amount of times Cass is in my brewery and I'm not even aware of it, it's, it's impressive. <laughs> I spend more that's time why, on the product. I've, I've told you, 100%. that's why you need cameras. I, I mean, yes. I have them. It's the only reason I know what's going on in the building. 
you're not drinking this shit ever but hall where are you drinking this shit uh i'm hopefully i can find this locally i'm gonna grab a, a 12 pack of it or 24 pack or whatever and as soon as we're done with our second show today when i go to a, a barbecue with my real friends uh i'm gonna bring this with me <laughs> okay Okay. I'm gonna suggest I'm gonna suggest a tray of ziti from Torino. It's really good. Um, but anyway, uh, so yeah, it's funny you say that because so I'm at that phase where we're recording these shows at noon and one on the Sunday of the July Fourth weekend, and I have family coming over at three thirty, and between the end of show two and family coming over at three thirty, you have to drive I to Torino's, to- get your ziti, and drive back. <laughs> Obvious. Well, when you when you're dialing in like I am, Trina's come see you. Uh, but anyway, anyway, um, the uh, like I send the text to my brother-in-law who lives closer to the brewery than I do, and tell him what to bring over here to drink with us. But this beer has definitely shifted me from my typical summer cookout day of O Dub and Boat to Whaler and Hook. You know what I mean? It's put me in that citra hazy, less bitterness mode because this this beer itself has been so pleasing for this kind of drinking. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So that's my thing. What is it, Justin? I'll pull it open. This this is from Sierra <laughs> Nevada. This is called Summer Break. It is a summer break. Four point. So this is the, this is their snow powder beer, but for summer. Yeah, but that one, I don't know if you remember that one. That one was seven percent. This one's four point six percent. So or was this fucking nailed it? Yeah, no, so uh, you want to know what hops are in it? I do. I do, very much. Okay, Amarillo, Chinook, Comet, Mosaic, Simcoe, and Strisselsfault. Okay. Really? So huh. John got me with his coconut notes, so I was, expecting, there. A, not... I was expecting a Strata call out. But uh, what is Strisselsfault? Like I'm guessing it's a German hop. Strisselsfault is one of the nobles. Remember when we had the whole nobles arguments? Strisselsfault is in that okay. grouping. So it's brewed with oats, two row pale, and wheat. Yep. Yeah, it's a little hazy thing. Yep. That's what it is. Don't they have a beer called Hazy Little Thing? Yeah, they it's, do. it's driving there. This one, I think this one's better. This is good. This is lovely. Yeah. This yeah. is great. And what's yeah. funny is you you so if there were six hops, three of them are the boat hops. So I'm not crazy to think it tastes a little like boat John Hall. It's fucking four point six percent with Amarillo Citra Centennial, right? Uh yeah. So fuck you, it's boat. I went back to making memes. Good. You've been doing God's work with those memes. It's like <laughs> it's like all of our years of torturing each other on Facebook have paid off this week in your ability to write funny and interesting memes about this bullshit and my ability to spread them. Okay. So he I I I were there conversations in advance because there's a guild because there's an association um i wonder if that causes a little confusion as to who the powers in trenton listen to yeah not not really so okay there there were conversations dating back at this point 15 months ago um the brewers guild in new jersey where where i'm a board member we've reached out to the state around the time that they were going out telling everyone to follow that document and say, hey, look, you know, we're going to follow up on this. We have some concerns. The initial conversation was that the ABC had planned to really review what was working and what wasn't working. Um, 
and revise and create a new, a third special ruling based on our input and really things that they felt need to be changed because of COVID. Um, So in one of those follow-up conversations that turned into their desire to create a new third special ruling and then push to have it codified into actual regulations. And then over the time that this has evolved, the special ruling kind of went away where there were things that they told us they were planning on adding into it to our benefit that have since just disappeared. Um, And they're now jumping towards codifying into regulation with the first step of that being the conditions on our license. So now we knew probably about a month, two months ago, that'll be about two months ago that they planned on putting conditions on our license. They didn't tell us about how many they said nothing would be a surprise because it would all be based on the previous special ruling. And when we asked them to share a copy so we could provide feedback before that happened, they promised us that they would do so. And And did they, they promised us that they would do so by our last membership meeting. And at that membership meeting, the day of, we got a phone call that they said, you know what? We don't feel comfortable sharing this with you because we want to have a conversation with the other trade organization. We said, we agree. They need to be brought into this also. So they assured us that they would get us the, the basic document after they had that conversation. This is all weeks ago at this point. So we kind of went back and forth them a bunch of times. We, we warned them that if people felt caught off guard by this because there is confusion as what constitutes a tour and there is confusion out there as to what's still in effect from 2019 and what's nullified by COVID. There's a lot of confusions and miscommunications between their division and what goes out and their general inability to even send information out to the public or to the breweries and the fact that about a third of the breweries in the state are in one organization, a third of the breweries in the state are in a different organization, a third of the breweries aren't in any organization and aren't getting any information from anyone. We suggested that they try to get this information out before it went live, allowed everyone to kind of react and see what needed to happen. And they promised us, promised us, promised us that would happen. It didn't. So obviously we didn't see the document until the first brewery got their license renewal this week which to my knowledge, only one got it earlier this week and the rest of us got it at the zero hour. Like I literally got mine at basically 4.59 Thursday before it went into effect Friday morning. Um, So yeah, it did send a lot of people into a bit of a panic. There's a brewery in the state that they're also a coffee shop and they got a special dispensation back in 2019 to be able to continue serving coffee. And then they print out their license that says they're not allowed to do that. What do they do? So there, there's been a lot of like that type of confusion this week and confusion from even the brewery owners and the, the industry supporters who don't understand why the ABC is doing this. And again, some of what's in there is codified into statute. So we need to attack that from a legislative aspect. Um, and we've been working with legislators on doing that, but, you know, politics things move slow. And Scott, to be clear, hold on. Let, let me ask you for some clarity here. I know what you're saying. And I know why you're saying it. I get that that matters. And that's why if anybody's interacting with me on Facebook, I am just telling everybody, write every New Jersey senator every single day that you think this needs to be fixed because they're the only ones that can fix it broad stroke. But a lot of what we're talking about here is being codified in a regulation. And it's just random shit made up by the ABC. Like we're talking about the 
26 types of one permit and 52 types of another permit, those are just numbers they've decided they get to pick out of the sky and enforce on a, on a business, right? You are so none of that legislation says anything. Correct. As far as it is, we should be able to do whatever we want as Correct. long as we don't cook food in our building and sell it to people. Correct. Right? So, so when you say that, you, you leave out that I, I think when you say that carefully, that some of it is legislative, a lot of what people are talking about in the confusion, and I mean the people, not you and me, like you and I understand why this is. We barely qualifies people. I agree. Right. Exactly. But what I'm saying is when the people are like, why is this? Why is there a number 26 on this? And the answer is because it's a number the ABC picked that they feel the restaurant association won't react to. Correct. There's no like, and, that's, oh, well, and this was the done without any 26. brewer input. Correct. Uh, okay. The last person to ask for brewer input was the guy who is no longer in the role. Correct. Right. The last guy. To and be like, well, we even went back. I mean, I, you know, I, I can only speak to conversations that I was directly involved in some of these, these topics, but you know, we said flat out how certain things were problematic and um, Augie, the number 26 doesn't come up. It is 25. Sorry. That's sorry. Another I, I just think half of 52 arbitrary <laughs> numbers that, that are just kind of pulled out of hats, I guess. Um, one of the things that's in there is you could only, so it's 25 events and a list of things, a host of things that become an event that requires a notification, one of which is live amplified music. And I've had this conversation directly with the ABC from their executive level to their enforcement level to the investigative level. If Augie comes to my brewery and sits in the corner and plays a guitar and sings, that is not an event. But if I put a microphone in front of him, it does require an event notification 10 days in advance. You should Some read his writer. Are, it's very clear on the microphone I, and info. And I, I would assume so. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of these things, it's not just that they're arbitrary, but there's these, you know, very weird lines of what means what. And another thing that, you know, changed because of COVID, many of us created these outdoor areas. And we were told that we'd be able to add these outdoor areas to our licenses, which we still can do. But one of the issues I brought up directly with the ABC and with their, their legal team was the regulations say that we cannot pour beer outdoors and we cannot offer table service outdoors. Now, our COVID era expansion of premises that we all have for these outdoor spaces allows us to do those things because they're common sense requirements. The new regulation that came out, well, where they said, if you guys like these spaces, why don't you add it to license? And I said, that's a great question. We'd love to, but your regulation doesn't let us actually use them. Where in my right. case, people would have to walk clear around the building through my parking lot to get a beer. It doesn't make sense. It's not safe. We were told that that would be addressed and corrected. And the only way it was addressed and corrected was them saying, well, as long as the COVID permits are still in place, you can continue to use it, but only until the COVID permits are in place. So there really were... No concessions on the things that we said. You guys have to take into consideration some some practical applications of these things. And we knew we were going to hit a lot of roadblocks with the ABC. This wasn't a surprise because the ABC is only, A, able to do so much. And B, like I brought up earlier, they've made it known that they feel responsible to strike competitive balance which means that they have to keep other special interests at bay in their mind. Now, now I must point out how ridiculous that is, but, I, but I I, that's the, all um, I need to do. It's opinion. completely ridiculous to believe that 
an organization that is essentially just meant to collect taxes, right? That's all the ABC really is meant to do is to make sure that everybody that's responsible to make sure you're not drinking underage. They they don't, they really don't care about that. You know, they don't care about, I'm going to disagree with you on that. I'm going to disagree with you on that, but I would like to believe they really care about illegal trade practices that happen in our industry. But only as far as it goes is making sure they get their tax dollars on everything. You've read every rule they have. Every rule they really have is about making sure there's no way they don't get their tax money. The reason you need three permits to give a can of beer to a you know local charity's tricky tray is to make sure they got their nickel of tax on that can of beer in spite of the charitable donation. Okay, that's all it is. Hey, can we can we blow through beer too really fast? Yeah, that's not hard at all. I took a sip, said, "Wow, that tastes like a cinnamon Toblerone." Good job, and went back to drinking my summer break. Uh, so yeah, is I that actually fair? I finished my summer break, so I had to go and get another beer out of the fridge. This is um, this is Kennedy. You should turn your mic on because I'm about to attack your chicharroni skills. Like this was. This is like, oh, monsieur, you want to have a fine dining experience? Here is an adorable little dry, happy thing. And here is a syrupy, sweet, thick thing. You have done both. Uh, thank you, Lumiere. Um, the- I found that whole thing very uncomfortable. <laughs> Did you taste this beer? You'll love this beer. Yeah. This beer tastes I, I like a This was made on your premises. Me. I picked this beer for Scott, by the way. You I clearly did that. I mean, I'm looking this, at the color as it's pouring, so I'm definitely filling my my mug higher than the last. <laughs> this beer, this beer, this beer should come with an insulin shot. The the thing there, there's so there's a little bit the cinnamon Toblerone I like because the, there is a little bit of cinnamon heat on this, um, and the the base beer itself is almost like when you get one of those those good chocolatey cereals. Uh, and this is what the milk tastes like after. Oh, wait, 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 wait. What, what would you say is a bad chocolatey cereal? I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I, w- all, all, all I heard of your story is that you still use whole milk, and I'm proud of you. <laughs> Whoa, wait, wait, you, you don't use whole milk? No, no, I'm saying that John does. Because yeah. if he was a skim milk chocolate cereal guy, it wouldn't taste like this. Beer. Oh, God, no. That's... If he was a skim milk guy, wouldn't be on this call. Yeah, yeah, fair that's, enough. Fair that's... enough. Good call. Good call. Yeah, there are dairy requirements. Well, um, something so, so maybe we should have included him in dinner. Yeah. That might be my bad. <laughs> Worst. Um, okay. It's lovely, but it's, it's, and what I will give it credit for in the world of sweetness, and this is why I don't believe it's a Bob and Scott joint, is. It is actually silky in spite of being sweet instead of sweet. You know what I mean? Like are you saying that most of uh, Scob's are beers sweet are first. salty? Sweet first. Okay. No, they're sweet first. This beer is like, mm, that is dangerously sweet, but not, oh, that's sweet. It's okay. like, okay, this to get these flavors, we had to end up sweet. Not we made a sweet beer and made it taste like cinnamon Toblerone. I don't know if I care enough to be insulted. No, you shouldn't. No. You shouldn't. I, right. I respect the sweet game. I just made a beer with Magnify. Those I motherfuckers have, are sweet. I haven't, I haven't checked Twitter, so I don't know what this is, but this oh, is God. also from or this is from uh, Brooklyn. This or actually Queens, sorry. This is from Evil Twin Brewing. This is called Cook- Oh Yepa. Cookies and cream in horchata in chocolate, Imperial Stout, 12% brewed with cookies and cream, Mexican spiced chocolate, decadent sweet with notes of fresh poured horchata. Mm. 
Thank you, Justin horchata, Kennedy. I guess horchata makes sense. I'm not really a horchata person, but my wife is, and I think these are the flavors she likes in her horchata. I love horchata. You love horchata? Of course you do. All right, so I have two questions then, just mindful of our time, but I... I the the first thing is is you guys have mentioned the director a couple of times of the ABC and and the director of of that position changes often ish usually with administrations and usually over time but it's the it's the it's the level below that gets the work done and this is true with like most government agencies so mm-hmm. have there been meaningful conversations with the levels below the directors or is has that been where some of the issues are because ultimately it's their recommendations that go to a director that gets stamped one way or the other because these are the people who have been very inclusive and thoughtful of that you know since this industry really came to be this is the third director that we're on okay um and each of the three directors has kind of had a different perspective on in the last 10 or so years yeah yeah so i mean as probably many of the listeners are aware the the original director who was on when our licenses were created back in 2012 um, took a very interesting job in the private sector of our industry, Um, which, you know, as most people know, political appointees, when they go to private sectors, go where the money is. So, you know, not, not very surprisingly. John, do you know the answer to this? No, I don't. Can you guess where he went? I'm I'm going to imagine it's one of the larger, if not the largest brewing company. Uh, no, Italy. it's better. He is the official lawyer lobbyist for the distributors union. Oh, MBWA. I don't know what that is. I'm just letting you know. That's that's, that's the National Beer Wholesalers Association of America. Now we're talking about. Well, the no, this is Jersey. Okay, the yeah. Jersey one. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, politics being politics is what it is, I and mean, we're I think we're all yeah. very mindful of how people do. He wasn't going to pay him. You know, the fact that we're, we're going to have a new governor in a couple of years, which likely means we have a new director. Well, so um, that leads me to my second question then, because uh, Phil Murphy is the current governor, uh, second term, essentially lame-ish duck um, at, at, at this point. Um, but he has used breweries as a backdrop for success in the state. And I, and I know that that politicians will do it when it's convenient and when the cameras are around because Brian Thompson from Channel 4 shows up. But, you know, it's what they say in public versus what they do uh, in, in private. Have you gotten that impression that it's, hey, this is a great success story because I'm going to be on the evening news tonight? And then who are you guys when nobody else is around? Honestly, or? I don't know that. Murphy's administration is fully even abreast of what's going on right now, just to be blatantly honest here. And I do know that the lobbyist for the Brewers Guild did reach out to his administration last week, but we were afraid of, you know, how this was going to roll out with the lack of transparency, just to see if they were even aware that it was happening. And um, I don't know that he was able to reach anyone going into a holiday weekend. Sure. Um, It does all highlight that the, the critical aspect here, which is, you know, what we already knew, was a legislative approach and we've already started the ball rolling there um so and you know there's another big piece that augie i'm sure is aware of and political nonsense might not be but the big roadblock to getting any meaningful legislation done for the past several years was that we had a senate president who was not even willing to take any of the bills that were to our benefit up for a floor vote this was sweeney yeah yeah 
So in Steve Sweeney losing his election to a trucker with $156 in his bank account, um, things have obviously changed. But there's a lot of industries that have been trying to get things done legislatively in New Jersey during Steve Sweeney's tenure that haven't been able to. Okay. Um, so we, we haven't really been able to light a fire under that yet. And I think, you know, right now, kind of the, the joke coming out of this whole thing, this is bad, but it's not news. These are all rules that have been in place for three years. Um, you know, if you're a brewery owner and you thought the rules weren't in place, shame on you because you should have known better. Um, that doesn't mean you had to like them, but you had to know that they existed. So now this kind of lights that that fire to reignite the conversation when we do have a legislature who is willing to have a conversation. Which is why timing this to the first day of their three month vacation is clearly designed. It's um, it's something this the the fervor the fervor that exists right now amongst the well, you probably know the real numbers, but if if the craft brewing industry of New Jersey wanted to take credit for economic improvements, jobs, and participation by people, there'd be, you know, a couple million people involved. Those right. couple million people will have moved on to something else in three months when Senate comes back. So here's so here's my question, right? Uh, presumably, there will be people in the state house, uh, you know, come tomorrow. Uh, I'm, you know, uh, the Tuesday after almost the assuredly not, but sure. The yeah, Tuesday God, after the holiday, <laughs> I'm doing it on the day that this is running idiot. Um, oh, okay. So my here, bad. here's Sorry the for thing. knowing what day it is. No. <laughs> Cause I'm mad now. I'm mad that the state. Fucking you missed Parm. We knew that going in. But here's the thing. So when well, people get back to work this regulation week, powers. All right. When people get back to work this week in the state house to presumably ostensibly do the business of the people. And this gets to Murphy's attention because we're going to make sure that it does. What what are the goals? Like what what are the tangible things that the guild or the association or both? wants in front of the governor to say this is what you can do to make sure that this vibrant industry this important industry this local industry can get shit done and do it well now go do your job and i'm being very very cautious with this because of what i'm saying where there are certain things that are still codified in the statute so if this gets to murphy's attention on tuesday and he decides to act on it. It's not like he can call the ABC and tell them not to enforce the tour thing because they're required to by law. Now, the regulatory aspect. Well, he can tell them the not ABC, to make up random interpretations, well, but just the enforce ABC the law. Is in fact, a portion of the executive branch of our state government. So the things that aren't codified into statute, Murphy does have some sway over. Now, whether or not he decides to execute on that sway or maybe even say we're still in the covid state of emergency why are we doing this because we have not called off the state of emergency tied to covid um he has that ability i don't know if he goes that way honestly i don't know if it makes much of a difference um clearly the the long-term priority here is going to the legislature but to augie's point there's no legislature to speak to for the next three months that's a sweet gig yeah um, so here's my problem with being a cynical old man in this, this discussion, which is, and I've, I've talked about the solution to this on the show before, so I won't hash it, but there is a very easy solution 
to the liquor license problem in New Jersey. And like, it, it's not even hard and not a person that hears it, not a politician who asks me, not a bar owner that asks me and not the lobbyist for the uh, distributors union that asks me disagrees that it's a perfect, simple solution that could easily change all of this small business in New Jersey and benefit the tax base and do all that. So I won't pitch the solution. But what I'm saying is when I'm done with my, here's how you fix it, they'll go, that would absolutely work. That'll be great. However, there's too much money established in all of New Jersey politics at the Senate level between these two organizations and maintaining this license exactly as it is that people will not be able to run the same campaigns next year if they change this law. Therefore, this law will never change. That's the problem with New Jersey. Okay. I mean, and that's I it. argue that there's other problems. No, no, that's the I'm problem in everything too. in New Jersey. That's the problem in everything in New Jersey. It's just the graft and the, the political machine running as the political machine runs. That's all there is to it. So this has existed since we were a wet state coming out of prohibition and we gave all the power to the bootleggers and the uh, speakeasy runners. And they have done all they can to make sure that they don't have to create and include, improve the quality of life of the citizenry of New Jersey because they are tax benefited with a monopoly and all of their money goes to maintain that. So that's what you should be saying to your senators. What you should so, be saying to Murphy is do not put ridiculous onus on people trying to shake off the effects of the COVID shutdown that we all were part of to try to improve the quality of life of our citizenry. You mentioned writing to the senators and writing to, and I, I'd like to believe that that works. And I'd like to believe that if enough is, people write, it works. And that's what I'm saying, well, that, that, there, that it gets to a certain level. So that's so, yes, Scott, I was going to throw it to you because you've been banging this drum for a while now. We, we've, like I said, we've, we've kind of been working that angle already. And with last year's election, you know, obviously things changed. And one of the, the main proponents of our industry um, lost his seat. Um, so, you know, we lost a guy who was very, very vocal on trying to help grow the industry. Um, but we do still have a bunch of guys in Trenton who are trying to make things happen for us. And like I said, the, the big roadblock has been removed. Um, That's sweet. The concern I have is in speaking to senators and assembly people, um, there is an appetite to create a bipartisan omnibus bill to really address all of this. And being a realist, I fear that bill dies very quickly because of political special interests. Um, so I don't know if the proper approach is to, you know, attack certain issues separately and go after certain things that should be quick solutions. I don't think anyone really even, you know, w whether you think there's a handful of restaurants behind all this, what, whatever it might be, I don't really think anyone cares about the tour. Um, I think the tour is a very unpopular thing and problematic yeah. Um, especially in the COVID Judge, world. And I think it's Scott, easy. but hold on. I'm talking, I'm not talking about as a brewer here. I'm talking about as a citizen of New Jersey. When I make this case, I'm not talking about Carton should be able to do this. I'm talking about, and I always make up this fictional person, but it's a guy who was a Nort cop for 25 years and they've done their time and they've retired and they have their pension and they want to open up their little tiny pizza place, empanada stand, hot dog stand, whatever it is. 
and they're going to pay the rents of Newark and create a little spot for everybody to eat. And the fact that if they want to make the money where almost all restaurants in the world make their money, which is in the markup on liquor, and they want to sell a single beer from whatever nation established the food they're selling, they need the same liquor license that somebody needs to charge $1,000 for a bottle of vodka in a club in Atlantic City. That's ridiculous. And that is bad quality of life for every single citizen of New Jersey. So well, that's I, what we need to fix. That's what we need I to think fix. The public doesn't understand is yeah. in many cases in that instance where that guy can't get a liquor license. Part of the reason why he can't is the price is artificially inflated by the amount of licenses that exist that aren't in use. Called the have I never licenses. told you how to solve this? Do you want me to close the show? No, no. I, 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 trust me, I know how to solve it also. The issue is the state has tried to solve that and put those back in the circulation. No, but they've never, they've never, they've and never. And every effort to do so has died in the legislature. All right, so, hold on, hold you on, know, hold our on. issues hold aren't That's what I'm talking issues. about, though, is that's why the legislature is the issue, and that's why they need to be addressed. Because plain and simple, it's not even hard. You take the medium price of a liquor license in any town for a decade. That is the cost of the liquor license. The town can decide if they're issuing more or not. Anybody that has an existing liquor license divides that number by 10 and doesn't have to pay the fee for their liquor license for 10 more years, right? So you got 10 years to figure out how to make your business competitive and good. And the money that that license costs in a decade will go to benefit the tax base. And that's that. That's your advantage for being a current owner. The town decides exactly how many licenses they want to issue. Anybody with a new license starts paying that annual fee. And that, again, goes to the tax base, not to somebody's private pocket. The biggest problem here is there is a tax on all business of restaurants in New Jersey that does not benefit the tax base in the most tax burdened citizenry in the country. So you take all that, you make those situations. And then what you do is you make a 10% of that price or 25% of that price diminutive license that allows for all in-state beer and wine or just beer or just wine or whatever. And you charge that for the truncated license of that pizza place guy. And then if you want to solve the problems for us, you let places that do want to cook their own food and only serve their own beer, pay that license tax into the town's tax coffers. Scott, did you get all that? Yeah, Scott, every, Scott every just take an extra minute just to let your hand uh, catch up with uh, with your note taking here and then uh, solved this master class here solved. That's all it takes. All and right. Everybody agrees it would completely work and take care of the license holders, even though there's no guarantee on investment anywhere in the world. And everybody says, but we can't do that because then the Restaurant Association stops donating to the senators. It's a little more complicated than that, but no, it's it isn't. No, it so, isn't. All right, there's work to be done though, and this is the, the, this to is answer a everyone's question though yeah. is what type of work can we do right now? And yes, the correct answer, as some of you have have picked up on already, um, I'm focusing my work into my art, which many of you might think is my craft beer, but it's not. It's actually my memes. Yep. So they're very I'm, strong. I'm focusing that way. Um, and the Murphy administration understands on. memes. I, I, I do think we honestly need to really approach this from the perspective of, you know, dear Murphy administration, are you even aware of this? And do you plan to do anything about it? And that's all we really can do while we're waiting for the legislature to get back and figure out 
how we're hammering this out and how quickly it's going to get done. Murphy is the first governor in, gosh, I don't know, 25 years that I haven't met or covered. So I don't know anything about him. Uh, but they did something at Drum to Wacket a couple of years ago with 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 beer, right? Is he a beer drinker? He is. And he finishes every speech with a beer. He, he, <laughs> he just like shotguns it on stage and throws it no off. No shit. Like, yes. He is yeah. a bit of a crap beer guy. He, okay. Um, Justin, let's get him on the show. Wacket. Okay. Seriously. I, I, I am going to have to put in my official request. And if you make that happen, I, I think I need to fill in for Augie that day. Of course. Uh, oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Augie is going to be permanently muted on that show. The only problem with what you've said, Scott, is that that's a good idea. And that's not how we do business around here. <laughs> <laughs> right. Governor Murphy, come on the show. Uh, he, he spends his time going on that. Uh, what, what the the big Joe Henry radio show, right? Uh, all the time, so he can come and on. And I will our, say uh, this: Hey, thieves, feel free to send this to his office every day. Mm-hmm. A link to the every show. Day. Just keep sending it to his office every day. And by the way, Scott's not kidding. Like I, I don't. Yeah, no, think th- you none can, of this is fun. I don't think you can underrate the political currency of Scott's memes. Scott <laughs> made a meme. I grabbed it. I sent it out. I've got like 164 likes on it in three minutes and there's actually one funny one for the first one i did where i didn't even give scott credit yet when scott attacked me and there's now a meme that's been shared like nine fold times of i stole this from so-and-so who sold it from so-and-so who stole it from so-and-so who stole it from so-and-so who stole it from augie who stole it from scott and it's becoming a very funny legacy share now you, so, you know who didn't share it the guy who didn't come to dinner with us i don't remember who that was is that oh, Hall? Who, who was it that didn't make it to dinner? Oh, yeah, it was John Hall. That's right. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Fucking Hall. <laughs> my guilt, Fucking my Hall. gilded invitation didn't make it to the uh, to the Hall. lake house. I mean, yeah, why? I mean, um, even... It's hard to imagine why you don't get invited out to dinner when you don't, you know, you, right. you don't help the call. When I don't, when I don't share your memes. Okay. <laughs> that's right. Uh, hey, really everybody quick, at so that dinner Twitter, has hang shared on a second, that. Meme. Hang on a second, because we should be sharing this with the governor. Uh, to, to raise awareness. So on Twitter, it's at NJGov and then Gov Murphy and at Phil Murphy. So hit up all three on uh, on the tweet machine and Facebook and all the others. And, and he's welcome. He's he welcome hears, on the show anytime. And if you hear Scott talking sense and ignores me not talking sense. Yes, it'll that's, probably that's benefit the other caveat. The Cass has a lot of editing to do on this episode. <laughs> I'll be listening to this to go ahead, maybe. Do we have a letter? Because we have a show to get to. I don't think so. Yeah, we'll just do a letter on the next show because we're yeah, we got a we got a bunch of letters for Scott. But oh Jesus. All right. Can you rattle them off real quick? We only have like a minute here. Lightning vodka, round. Vodka or marinara on the farm? Marinara. Uh, it depends on the restaurant. Okay. Uh where is the tap room? The tap room is not currently on fire. <laughs> actually in the Meadowlands. What will last longer? The number of five letter words for Wordle or I, I, I saw that one. It's one hundred percent the puns. Yeah, that I, one I, delighted I, me. I, that one was a really well phrased question. That was funny you in a lot think of ways. I have a list of puns on my phone that's extensive. You should see the list of memes on my phone <laughs> that I've made in the past twenty four hours. We'll I, I you've been I will be honest, you've been sharing them with me and 
I think each one is fantastic. I think I think I expect you to give me 365 memes to share over this following year. It, it's, it's getting difficult to choose which one to roll with every day. I know. And the funny part is your meaner ones I'm ignoring because I want to get places with the funnier ones. But your scathing ones, we need somebody to share those because you can be mean, man. <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry not sorry <laughs> all right so good good questioning good answering well done lightning round um Cass yo how do they give us the money to be in our own political entity lobbying the Senate of New Jersey to improve podcast situations yeah, if you want to help us lobby patreon.com slash steal this beer those uh pennies they they go a long way we appreciate you all that donate yeah really do we're Um, we're probably gonna have to send beer not only to murphy but to a security detail as well so that they can taste it first so that we're not you know it's like the official king's taster so those patreon bucks go a little bit longer yeah we'll be doing some bribing where's Um, my security detail Cass, you want to be my my bodyguard maybe we'll talk about it on friday morning Nice, nice. All right. <laughs> Follow us on all social medias at Steal This Beer. See what we're drinking on Untapped and Twitter. Um, apparently, yeah. Everything on Untapped pushes to Twitter. It's the only thing we do on Twitter. Um, you know, shout out to all the breweries that get tagged in our shit. Well, that, and we also talk to the governor. Yeah, yeah that's true. Did you guys hear? We, we we took Twitter back. We own it again. That's right. All um, right. All right. On. So, is this where I say get at us? Yeah. Yes. All right, get at us. Cheers. Thanks, y'all.